Hello, welcome to the new episode of Supplycast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. Today I'm joined again by Keith Rowley, who's obviously Chief Officer of the HCSA. Hello, Hi Keith. Bruce, good to be with you. Yeah, I mean, I reckon it must have been about, oh, it's got to be about a year since we've done this. I got, I'm thinking the last one we would have done would have been the one at the beginning of 2022, I'm thinking. Has it gone that quick? It might well have been. Quick? I think it might be. I've got a strong feeling it probably is. It's probably even better to hear some good voices, actually. Though. There's been some exciting podcasts over the last year as well. So we've <laughs> yeah. been getting some really good speakers. Yeah. Which is, so if anybody's listening to this and they haven't heard any of the others, they need to get back into that back catalogue because there's some really good ones in there. They're, they're all there for you. They're all there for you, um, including something we're going to kind of kick off at the top of this podcast is literally a couple of weeks ago, we did Matthew Swindells, who's the new president of HTSA. You did, yeah, yeah. That, and, and that was an, an interesting timing, wasn't it? That was amazing. We did the podcast timing. on the back of the conference mm. um, because, yeah, we actually didn't have his PowerPoint presentation because he's freeform, isn't he? Yeah, so we yeah. We yeah. weren't able to publish his slides from the conference. So, so um, I know you reached out to him because we thought it'd be a good idea to yeah. to get him to do a, a podcast. And the timing of that fell as we were continuing the discussion about getting him involved as president they almost seemed to land at the same time that was more luck than judgment but it would have been nice if it had been that planned <laughs> there's a there's a bit of a um theme to this isn't there because as i've said before we we've done we have a panel we've done it we haven't done it in a while we'll do another one soon a panel on supply cast and the panel was um consisted largely of yourself obviously now chief officer clara Pennell, now deputy chief officer richard whiteside now second Deputy Chief Officer or Joint Deputy Chief Officer. Sorry for that, Richard. Um, and so there's a bit of a sort of like threat here, isn't there? That, um, the podcast like, leads to future appointments. It's like know. a HTSA, it's like a HTSA stepping stone, isn't it? Maybe that's how we need to kind of find out new mm. people and get them involved in HCSA yeah. and get them to do joint podcasts. Maybe that's the recruitment process. Exactly. I'm not quite sure if everybody kind of feels that comfortable with that kind of process, but yeah, it's yeah. Bit odd that it's kind of worked out that way. Uh, the, the, the Matthew uh, Swindell's podcast I thought was really good. I, I was at the winter conference and listened to Matthew Swindell's presentation, and it, it actually it really did actually stand out for me because, uh, and maybe it was because he did it free form, um, but it was a really good presentation, and that was that was my first real introduction to, 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 to Matthew. Before we talk more about uh, the a little bit about the appointment process arriving with Matthew and the, the, the you know the, the branch out to him as if he'd been interested in becoming new president um it seems only right to mention a little bit about Lord Philip Hunt who is the lo- who was the longest service longest serving president at HCSA yeah. he's now switched to patron which is a new role uh kind of created for him in a way because he's been such an important figure that we wanted to kind of maintain that connection with Lord Hunt can you say a little bit about his commitment and his service to HCSA during his tenure as president? So, I mean, Lord Hunt's been fantastic for the HCSA. Um, his his political connection, but also his interest in promotion and advocacy of, of HCSA and, yeah. and the profession as a whole. In fact, I mean, I think he was actually um, recently in the House of Lords speaking and asking questions of uh, a minister, Lord Markham. Yeah. Um, encouraging that what we should actually be considering training more training and investment development into into people in 
procurement. And if you've not I seen that, you can see a little video clip that's on our LinkedIn and, and Twitter page, yeah. And I think that just gives a, that for me was a real marker of everything Lord Hunt's done for us over the years. And as you say, he's, he's given a tremendous amount of service. I think normally you would only take on that kind of role with a view to, to take it on for two, three, four, maybe five years. And, mm. and he, he was president for, for 11. Um, part of the challenge we've had is, is how you replace someone like Lord Hunt, given mm. his support for the, for the profession, his involvement and advocacy of HCSA and, and the profession in the wider political sphere. Um, and when I joined HCSA as chief officer, a couple of, well, nearly two years ago, a year and a half ago now, um, one of the things that we started to think about was what was that succession plan to Lord Hunt? Because he'd made it quite clear that um, for personal reasons, he needed to step away from some of his associations. He's involved in a number of associations, including ours. Um, and he's got a particular affinity for ours, I think. Um, so we'd been considering what type of person we wanted. Did we want someone with political connections? Was mm-hmm. it more appropriate? Um, Philip had possi- um, actually suggested to us we might want to consist- consider leaders within NHS rather than more political figures. Yeah. Um, we had a big list. We, we shortlisted that list to try and narrow it down with political um, connotations. It was very difficult to identify someone with Lord Hunt's caliber skills and advocacy, but also pragmatism and, mm. and general um, he's quite a, I find him quite a simple, straightforward type of individual. He's very honest. He's very direct. He, yeah. can, he can work cross-party. He doesn't particularly show bias. I know he's a Labour peer, but mm. he, he is quite cross-party in his thinking. Um, it's quite difficult to find someone in that political sphere yeah. we felt that could fit that bill. And we, we wrestle with that quite hard. Um, politicians also and political people often have a lot of other commitments as well. So it was difficult to find that. Um, and really, that's what led to the role of patron emerging, because as we started to realise that Hunt, Lord Hunt wanted to step down and Duncan very kindly stepped in to hold that fort as president on an interim basis, that brought into starker reality the need to find a, a new president to take over that role. But it also kind of led us to go in, well, if we go down someone who's more within the NHS profession and is not that political leader, could could we still keep that insight and connection to someone in the in the political sphere, um, and the promotion of the profession, the kind of events that Lord Hunt did with us, where he would you know we did the House of Lords events, celebrate um, the seventy five years of NHS procurement and the contribution everybody made post COVID to his award, mm-hmm. um, all of that kind of stuff. Then that made sense to to maybe consider a role where he's still affiliated to HCSA, but it, but the demands on him in terms of the role as president were considerably less. Um, and that's really where the patron role emerged, you know, someone we could keep that, that connection with, but support the profession in the way that he can, um, but not be active in the way that is yeah. demanded of the president. And yeah, I guess that leads you on to then the process of getting down to Matthew. I think, We'd, we'd had Matthew in mind. We'd, we'd met him at conference. Obviously, he did, did a really good introduction. Um, he's been through the, the NHS profession quite well, as I think he articulated yeah. in his podcast, didn't he? So he'd, yeah. he'd even been in supplies back in the day in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Simon known him then. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon knows everyone. Simon knows everyone. Um, if someone doesn't know someone, do they even <laughs> exist in NHS procurement? <laughs> he's, he's been around, hasn't he? And, yeah. and 
then it was a case of approaching him and seeing if he was interested. Um, is it something he'd want to take on? And from his perspective, there's quite a bit of qualification he wanted to do, I think, of what's what does the role entail? What does sure. it mean? What, what's it going to demand of him? What's it going to ask? So he had a few conversations with people, including Lord Hunt. Um, and from that, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited doing it. Ultimately, that role isn't massively involved in the governance on a day-to-day basis, I yeah. say. But it is quite an important figurehead role and, and mm-hmm. getting that right has been quite tricky. So, And that's half the balance, trying to find mm-hmm. someone who's interested and passionate and is prepared to commit the time to support us in the way the president does. But also someone we feel can can advocate and support a profession in the way that we want it to be done. And anybody wishing to know more about Matthew's background, uh, it, you know, the kind of person he is, the kind of th- his achievements, those kind of things, I would direct you to the uh, supply cast that we did with him just a couple of weeks ago, where it's uh, in there. It was, a really, it was a really great episode, actually. Um, okay, so that so that so that's great. That's one of those big things that we knew was on the horizon was replacing Lord Hunt. One of the takes the president wanted... search off the agenda for a few takes the president search off the agenda. That's something to take Hopefully off. you'll stick with us for a while. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. One of the things that um, was um, has been in circulation, we, we, and, and we've firmed it up already at the beginning of this year, is uh, looking at networks, HTSA networks, so things that are going to sort of concentrate particular areas that there's a keenness to do. Uh, the, the one that we've really now put down a bedrock for there's a page on the website, there's an upcoming event, et cetera, et cetera, is the women's network. Uh, we were both on the first inaugural meeting. If if you missed that meeting and you wanted to, to view it, there's it was uh, recorded and you can watch the video of it actually on the HSA website. Just go to the menu. The women's network has its own page there now. Uh, first of all, Keith, how important do you see these these networks? It's the women's network is obviously the initial one that we've really uh, launched at the moment. I sit on a future leaders network where already we're getting their ideas about, you know, how to um, make sure we're engaging fully with people at that end of the employment structure within the NHS procurement and that we're identifying and helping as part of the commitment to advance knowledge and education of people of, of uh, junior people in NTS procurements so that they are on their way to that future leaders concept. But first, the Women's Network. How important was that in particular to get that up and running this year, beginning of this year? Um, well, it was it was really important. We'd, we'd been talking about establishing something along these kind of lines and getting a bit of a group going for over a year now, I think. Um, and we, we sort of had various updates at conference about what we were trying to do. So we began to spun that group up and it was a bit of sort of learning how to how to establish these kind of networks, what we wanted, what the terms of reference should be, um, working out who's interested in participating and, and getting that momentum going. Um, actually, there's a ton of hard work gone on behind the scenes mm. to, to get to that point that's probably not necessarily noticed or realised because it becomes the marquee of the launch event, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, which happened with the call um, earlier this month when when we had our first launch call and there was over 100 people on that call to launch that network group, which is fantastic. But actually there was a committee established about six to six or nine months ago um, and they started to discuss what they wanted, how, what, what the group was going to try and achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, 
and then then obviously we're now going to be running the women and women's network event and i know it's an inclusive event but it's an event to try and promote that that kind of topic and try and open up the discussion about bias and and how that works um and try and get more encouragement of that that profession and that led us to do a bit of work i think we were doing some statistical analysis on conference actually about 52 54 percent of people who attended conference were female um about 48 or so were male and interesting when you look at hsa's membership i think the percentages are fairly similar very similar yeah so it's quite interesting isn't it but so so for me establishing that network was really important we we said we wanted to do it we said that was something we felt there was an appetite to see um various trusts have got their various networks around women even race equality i think quite a few of them are called ren networks um and that's establishing that agenda and hopefully some of the connections we've got within the network will plug into it but it was important to get it off the ground and really give it some momentum and i think i think it's got that now so it feels like it's it's gathered a pace and the uh women's network event is the 25th of may so make sure that you've marked your calendar for that that's just one of the number of networks we want to establish you, you point to the future leaders one which is helping us shape what our l d program needs to be in support yep. people as we've expanded our membership i think there's now what's it 3300 people are now members of hcsa close to that figure and possibly 3200 but expanding that and getting clearer and i suppose it's about getting members to participate in those groups and there are other groups we want to establish i'd love to do more on race and diversity and other topics around diversity um we'll probably get into other areas of um gender and and those those Mm -hmm. topics as well in time but there's only so much we can do in any given time and take on we've also agreed other topics as part of the national council it'll be interesting to see whether they develop into networks or whether they become sure topics of interest so sustainability social value is one of the topics in their supply chain resilience is another for example um how they establish themselves and how they then expand out to include the wider membership um we'll see but the women's network is 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 given us a bit of a model for how that could work it's given us the structure of the terms of reference it's given the structure of a committee group to chair and lead that group and and it's given us an ability to think about the kinds of things we could do and hopefully that creates a bit of a model for us um, to expand not only this group and what it does, but also look at what else we can do. But ultimately, for me, it shows that it's the passion and the energy from the membership that drives mm. those groups. You know, yeah. we as the executive or the national council can kind of try and give these ideas some impetus. But but ultimately, it's about trying to get everybody in the profession involved. And not everybody's going to be involved in everything. Mm. But how how do those groups express more interest in it? And and only through that participation from those members you see it in the future leaders group don't you mm-hmm. they're not yeah. largely people who sit on the national council they're people who've come through the pdp programs yeah. but they're helping shape and influence the content that we're delivering around our comms and social media but also our D program and that that's what it's that's what i would well for me that's about hearing the voice and responding to that feedback i think sometimes we get criticized for not always doing that and i think that's fair comment mm. but but that's yeah. some of the ways we're trying to do that yeah, that, that inaugural meeting of the Women's Network is really quite the, the, the um, you know, the interest in it and uh, the, the amount of people who came on that that call was, uh, you know, was 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 really extraordinary, you know, yeah. um, you know pushing the message down. In such down a short space of time, actually. It's a small well. space of time, you know. But there's actually a lot of people involved now, aren't there, yeah. in the yeah. committee that have got a real interest and a passion for taking this forward. Yep. The whole conference going to go down for that. Um, I think they're planning a dinner 
in the evening as well. Um, the, London, the event's going to be down in London. I think they've already identified the location near Regent's Park. I think it's the Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, there's all, and they've already identified a few speakers for that event, which will be really yeah. interesting. Um, but more to follow. So yeah, you'll be hearing, hearing more and more about about that event and about the network. If you're interested in getting involved, if you want to watch that inaugural meeting, then go to the Women's Network page on the HCSA website. So that's networks. One of the things I wanted to touch on next was we you've already touched on it a bit with the Women's Network conference coming up, is that we have got a busy year of events. <laughs> <laughs> we have got a busy year of events coming up. You know, we're pretty chocker for most of the most of the year, really, once we certainly once we get into uh, well, once we get into the spring, really, which I guess we're almost at, although you wouldn't believe it looking outside my window at the moment it still looks fairly wintry but we are on the cusp of spring um so first of all we're going to have there's a london regional event coming up on the 20th of april yep yeah so that and that's a hsa regional event isn't it yep. so we've been talking about putting that on for a couple of years covid scuppered it a little bit um and then logistically became very hard to deliver last year with summer conference and mm. the house of lords events and and then the past and the queen kind of complicated things well as well but um and the need to mark that and take time out for that that process but yeah so that's on the 20th of april and that'll that'll be down in london again i think they've got a speaker line up for that and that's london and the southeast so there's events in yeah. london i think it covers the whole whole of that south i don't even think it's southeast actually i think it's london and south isn't it yeah so there you go there's there's april taken care of there's may taken care of <laughs> for you um, and then the summer, summer conference, conference is in June. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, an event a month you can go to. And the summer conference is going to be on the 15th of June as normal. It's a one-day event. We've started discussing some of the people that are going to be speaking at that. Uh, David Williams is going to be speaking at that. Greg Lawson is going to be speaking at that. For example, Janice Nelson. Yeah. And... Um, and then, then, and of course, our old favourites like Andrew Daly, who people just love hearing from. I um, do. I'm, going to, I'm going to do a little plug now about the fact that we now have a weekly catch up with a clinic, legal clinic, if you like, with Andrew Daly on this podcast on Supplycast. So uh, the first one's gone out. So make sure you listen to that for everything on procurement bill. And, that, and that's really good, isn't it? Given the procurement bill and the moving yeah. about through Parliament, yeah. keeps changing and evolving and keeping us up, up to date with that, but also just the general procurement process and how it changes and contract law. And Andrew's really good at keeping us up to date on that. So I'm yeah, really he's grateful for his corporate partnership for HSA through Hempson's as well. So. Good yeah, there's there's so much people. Are, I always say this, and I know he gets embarrassed by it, Andrew. But you know, people do love hearing from him because he he does inform them. He does cut through the legal language that to the important bits they need to know. You know, and he does it in a in a in quite a nice sort of light way, considering he's often talking about quite dense topics. Also, at the summer conference, I think uh, we're also looking to have a um, a little uh, social event. Uh, a bowling event on yeah, the night before. Trying to plan something a bit different um, to see. It would be interesting to see how it goes and, mm. and what appetite and uptake Kate takes and whether it really works. Um, we do bowling, as you know, through the the, the PDP program. Yeah. So the, the October PDP, we take the the delegates away for a bit of a break during the program, mm. and they go away for a bit of bowling at Nottingham. Um, and we'll be doing the same with the graduate PDP that takes place 
with the 20 or so delegates from that in April. But yeah, we thought we'd try and put that on. A suggestion came from, from various colleagues in the National Council to say, why don't we try it? So we're going to try and put that on the 14th, the evening before. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to try and incorporate some of our corporate partners into that to, to include them because they get value out of connecting and networking with mm-hmm. the wider membership. Um, bit more detail to follow, though, because we've still got a bit of planning to do on sure. how we're going to set that event up, how we're going to get everybody booked. And I think, I think we're hoping that it won't be too expensive to attend. It should be uh, sort of £20 or so to, to come along. Yep. give or take and, and it obviously depends if you have to travel a bit further and stay over so that will obviously people may incur some of those costs as well but it'd be good if we can get 60 or so people along to that as an event see if we can see how that succeeds and if that does replicate then maybe we can run other events maybe on a regional basis maybe mm. maybe more locally I don't know uh, Obviously PDP is in October but that's just about Sold out as it always is fairly quickly. Yeah, I haven't had an update recently, but I think we were down sort of looking for was, five, one, five one or six. One place. Or was it down one to one place now? Left, so uh, I guess we'll be sending out any minute now. Um, so uh, PDP, we've obviously discussed before. It, it's it's sold out. It's 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 um, in October. Um, as ever, learning and development is uh, one of a key cornerstone of the HCSA. You're going to give the plug because we got to because there's more than just the PDP, isn't there? There's yeah. all the training program we're making recurrent this year. Yeah. Um, some was, of it online. I was just about to say <laughs> PDP is kind of like the, if you like, is the flagship. But around that, we have all of the courses that that, that, that we um, all the courses that we have. They're on the website. Uh, very easy to find. Again, you just go to the members area there, go to courses, and you can book them book them on the actual site so they're really easy really easy to book those they are very popular you know i get i have the uh, privilege of seeing the uh, the back office of the website and i see them people ticking up and booking constantly so uh, they are extremely popular so it's definitely one that you need to get even if you're thinking oh that's a way off that's not till you know that's a few months off you need to get uh, on it straight away plus we are adding new courses uh, regularly so uh, if you want to go to our uh, see what we're offering in terms of the courses and you want to book I would say get yourself along to the website ASAP because they do go pretty quickly just building on that Bruce the other thing with you know talking about getting member participation and people mm. involved if, if people feel they've got something to really contribute to the wider profession and maybe they're keen on helping set up some of our L&D events maybe they help interest in participating and leading some of them and they've got something to offer to various participants in those be really interested to hear from those if you could if you could let myself yourself through the admin email group or 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 mark know if you're interested in maybe getting involved as a trainer we'd be happy to possibly invest in some activities so we develop you to do it but i think we're really keen to sort of reach out and start to identify some people within the profession who could could help support that training because it is only at the moment it's only quite a small pool of people who deliver a lot of that content Mm. um and uh, it'll be good to get more people from around the profession. So if, if there is anybody out there, let us know. Yeah, that would be great. I actually, you know, I was I was lucky enough to uh, to be there at PDP this year and sit on quite a lot of the sessions, and uh, it was really great. Not 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 just the the how how good the engagement was amongst the delegates, but the the actual presentations were really, even as a, you know, a layman, if I may describe myself as that, were really, really interesting. Yeah. And, the, and the speakers and presenters were really, really great. 
Um, it's so, good content, yeah. but interestingly, you know, some of the people who've been future leaders on that program a few years ago are now mm. helping us run those programs. Yeah. Um, so I know Sophie Lilliman, who who participates in your future leaders group, actually yeah. doesn't she? She's yeah. going to help us deliver the graduate PDP in April. Yeah. Um, and help kind of front the the whole program for people, and that I guess that hopefully helps. We know from future leaders a lot of what they value and, and enjoy hearing about is people's career journeys and how they got to where they got to. And I think that can really help others as they come through. So the more we can get the wider people in the profession involved in supporting mm-hmm. others, the better. Um, so, yeah, real call out there, please. Yeah, I was at the we had a future leaders. Um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Schedule agenda that was done during the winter conference this year um i sat in a little bit of that and i and i did a session interviewing simon the the, the two great simons simon walsh mr clark and simon clark and it, and it was brilliant and i and i know the feedback in particular on listening to those those guys career journey and they've got really interesting career journeys very different which i think was why it was such a good session and i know the feedback on people who were who are the um future leaders that were in that group was um, extremely enthusiastic and and positive about listening to two different people who've had two very different career journeys to where they are at the moment at the you know at the top of NHS procurement. That was really great. That is also my segue, effortless segue into the winter conference, because conference. before we talk about briefly i guess about the, this is winter conference we have to talk about the winter conference we just had in november which i know you expect us to say this but there's no other way of describing it it was a roaring success yeah over over i think over the two days we had close to 800 i'm not it's a bit difficult mm. to pin down the exact figure because because you're not sure how many duplicated across the two days but yeah yeah close to 800 people across two days biggest conference ever biggest gala dinner we held with with over 530 in the room on the night which was just phenomenal um so and and the the energy and the the atmosphere and the feedback we've got in general there's a few bits of criticism we need to pick up on and feedback we need to make sure we improve on for next year which is all part Mm. of that learning process but yeah and for the first time this year i think we've got we've got quite a bit of that agenda now set out for winter conference which includes getting chris ryan your mate yeah, chris was, ryan there i thought um, he was going to bring that up yeah to everybody because he, was... he got covid didn't he and he <laughs> yeah. bless him he couldn't attend but so uh, everyone that roll. was a bit you know that was um you know that missed seeing chris ryan um but you didn't miss seeing him because he wasn't there in the end, unfortunately, because he got COVID literally the night before. You will, <laughs> but he has uh, he has said that he would he would uh, he would um, like to come back and do what he and for the twenty twenty three event. So there you go. We've if, got some interesting different speakers as well. There's a, a gentleman who's very interested in social value and sustainability in a clinical context and really promoting that. Who's going to be coming along and talking uh, some summer at a winter conference in Muhammad. But uh, um, so there's there's some really varied and interesting topics. There will be some of the usual speakers will be there from mm. NHS England supply chain and and others. But and and Andrew, I'm sure. But but there, mm. there is a different. We're trying to freshen up the speaker lineup for winter, which would be fantastic. The only other thing I was going to mention is that whilst booking for that is not officially open, I think we are going to be looking to to try and run encouragement for people to. To, to register early this year as we did last year through through March 
So look out for um, sort mm-hmm. of offers for discounts to attend the two days, yep. which will be putting out later this later in March as you come up to mm-hmm. year end, try and get those places booked to pay for it. And obviously all the graduates and the PDP colleagues will all be will be invited to attend as part of the programmes they're already attending, so they won't cost any more for them to attend, which will hopefully keep that diversity up. Yeah, that I guess that was one of the big positives from from winter last year as well was the range of people that were there it wasn't all the same old faces it and it was, was so not it was so noticeable uh it was so noticeable everyone everyone commented on it um the feedback from the exhibitors was was superb the foot on footfall and the conversations they were having the, the new connections they were making um yeah it was just it was just a, it was an ambitious event but it was an ambitious event that ended up being successful um so yeah, and yeah, and the cross section of people was was extraordinary. I mean, you didn't you didn't you didn't have to look around to see that diversity of people. You know, it was it was it was everywhere you looked. It was uh, now, massive hats off right to Kathy Ibbotson, Richard, who was part of kind yep. of governing that along with Simon Walsh. Yeah, um, but I mean, everybody's been involved. You, yourself, Bruce, um, Alan, um. And Nicola and all the others that were part of kind of making a successful event, yep. including their partners BIP. So, yeah, yep. really, really, really pleased with that. And Great. what are the and dates for this year? The dates for this year are the 28th and the 29th of November. Yeah, good. <laughs> there we are. Get them in the diary. Get them in the diary now. 28th and 29th of November. Is it, if there's any other events we decide we want to do, we'll let you know. Hopefully you can squeeze a bit of summer <laughs> holiday in there as well. <laughs> you know, I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what about December? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a big be ask. <laughs> oh, it's good. I think it shows the excitement around the profession and yeah. the interest in developing it. You know, it is get commercial and procurement in the NHS is high profile. Mm. There's a lot of work going on around around the profession and I think that's really positive. Um, it creates its challenges, but but it also raises visibility, and that's really positive. But the more we get people participating and engaging with the profession as a whole, the better. And and that's just just great to see yeah. whether it was conference. Hopefully, we'll see similar turnouts at the events that you've mentioned there, yeah. um, and winter conference in particular. That's great, Keith. You know what? I think we've done it. I think we've I think we've completed the mission of this podcast. I think we've got given everyone a nice idea of how things are at the moment at HSA, where we're going, details on the new president, how we came about with that, and obviously the whole sort of slew of events coming up this this year to keep people informed and educated and all the usual stuff you expect to come from HCSA. So thank you for joining me again. It's a pleasure as always, Bruce. And it was it was nice to be in the chair. Well, I think actually I was just remembering your first question when you said was the last time we did a podcast together. Mm. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. We interviewed you, given your oh yeah, podcast. well that was an interview so, of, of of me. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that was maybe I've done a few more podcasts. Maybe, maybe I'll be eventually. <laughs> maybe that's that. You know, what you were talking about future roles maybe now yeah. when I, i'll step down as chief officer and i'll become the chair of the podcast forum yeah there you are <laughs> supply <I'll>... cast chairman <laughs> we'll, have script, think... we'll have script meetings and everything i'd like to think i'm better than i am i don't think i'll be doing as good a job as you but it's <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure to, like... to come and have a chat with you. i really enjoyed it thank you brilliant that, that that's excellent yeah i mean look so, i mean to me that sums it up it's it's, it's a it's really exciting year isn't it i mean it's exciting time yeah. there's lots of stuff being built on no one's sitting still we're developing networks we're developing events we're developing courses everything's getting improved we're listening to feedback everything's getting tweaked everything's moving all forward 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 
that still is much that. more to do but and we'll much keep, more keep to do keep much coming but we're, yeah. we're hopefully making steps in the right direction excellent okay thanks again keith thanks, thanks Bruce. and uh, i hope you can join me on the next episode of supply cast bye